Hello, this is Julie Hogue of Vegetarians and Meat Lovers, Split Table Recipes Podcast. I'm excited you're here today. I have some quiche recipes I'm going to share. On my podcast, I like to talk about recipes that work for families that have multiple different diets in their family, which is a very common thing. So you have basically a split table. My particular situation is I'm a vegetarian and the rest of my family is not. So over the years, I have created ways to cook that I don't have to be a short order cook because I don't want to make two dishes all the time. (laughs) And they all love meat. Not that they won't eat meatless, but I do a lot of things where I'm just very mindful in where I place the meat. And there's different ways to do that, but I have found it to be not that difficult. And But I've been doing it for a very long time, since I was a teenager, actually, because I became the cook in my family as a teenager because my mother had passed away, which brings up a point. I do have a book out there. It's a self-help book, and it has 40 ways to celebrate your mom after she has passed away. And so it's a way to focus on your mom in a more positive way and remembering her in that way. So it's a good little book. I lost her when I was in my teens. So I've just come up with a bunch of different ways to celebrate her instead of always mourning. And of course, the mourning is still there even when you're celebrating her memory, but it's a positive way to focus your energy and your feelings when you have such a heartbreak situation of where you've lost your mom. So I urge you to get that book. It's a little skinny book, but it is on Amazon and on other sellers as well. So I am going to talk today about quiches. But before I do that, I want to share a funny story about our new dog. We got a new dog and we basically got him for my son. My son was is a teenager and he's been suffering a lot of mental health and he's had this guinea pig for like eight and a half years. And in August, the guinea pig finally passed away. They were buds. The guinea pig got him through all these dark times. They were so close. Like they spent all their time together. And so it was very devastating for him. So we wanted to get him a new pet. We thought, oh, another new guinea pig. Well, he wanted a dog. So we adopted a one and a half year old dog and it's been a blessing. I mean, you know, there's been a few issues, but you know, hey, assimilating a new pet into your home, you're going to have some issues. But overall, he's been very wonderful and it's really helped my son and his mental illness of depression and anxiety, getting him out of his room and taking care of the dog, going on walks. So it's really helped. But the dog is so funny. Like I've heard about dogs that like to eat fruits and vegetables and I've never had one. Like we've had dogs since I think I got our first dog. We were 24 and I'm, I'm 49. So I'm almost 50. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of years of having dogs, right? Sometimes they would eat cooked vegetables, like cooked squash or something like that. But this dog, Benny is hilarious. He loves apples. So I'm getting the, the veggies and the fruit ready for the guinea pig, our new guinea pig, because my youngest got a guinea pig, Maggie. I'm getting vegetables ready for her every morning. And he is like begging at my feet for fruits and vegetables. I absolutely love it. It is so cute. So I give him slices of apple and he loves pea pods and green peppers and red peppers. It is the funniest thing ever. He doesn't love everything. Like he doesn't love carrots. Years ago, we had dogs when I had rabbit, a rabbit, and they liked carrots. 
Benny doesn't like carrots, but it's so funny to see him chomping on an apple. <laughs> He's like, crunch, crunch, crunch. It is so cute. And he loves them. Apples, pea pods, green pepper, and red pepper are the ones that he really loves so far. And he's tried lettuce. He's not a huge fan. He's not a huge fan of spinach. But it's just so funny to see him eat it. So if you have a dog, this is what I want to try with him. I think this is a great idea. My son and I came up with this idea. We want to take an apple and core it out because they're not supposed to eat the seeds. Those are poisonous. Apple seeds are poisonous. Did you know that? That's really weird. I I didn't know that. Recently found that. Well, not recently. I found it out several years ago. But anyway, we want to core it out and maybe put some peanut butter in the core. In meal, maybe they can have oatmeal. And then put it in the freezer for just a little bit so the peanut butter gets hard and then give it to him. Give him the whole apple and see what he does. It might be kind of messy, but I'm thinking if it's a little bit frozen, it might work. So we're going to do that. I'll report back and let you know how that goes. But what a fun idea just to like give him a whole apple and see what they do with it. <laughs> I mean, he's a chewer. He'll probably chew right through it like no problem whatsoever. So today, and if you try that, let me know. I think it's such a great idea. Okay, so... I'm going to read a recipe from the American Midwest Cooking Quiche's cookbook that I have. This is a little cookbook, and I wanted to do this series where they're all going to be called American Midwest Cooking, and my next one that I'm working on is going to be uh, pasta salads and breads. But this one is quiche, so my, my whole plan is to keep making these little cookbooks, and it's a slim cookbook. I think it has 20 recipes or so, so it's not like a giant cookbook. But I think it's kind of the perfect size. And it's just really fun. I have a whole bunch of different quiche recipes in it. So you can buy that on Amazon. But this one, okay, so I had been, we had pasta. We had all this garlic bread left. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this garlic bread? Usually we eat it all or there isn't much left. But this particular time, I had too much. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? And I'm like, what if I put it in a quiche? And this, the reason I'm doing this one first is because I have it on Pinterest and it's been doing pretty well. It's one that people actually like and are interested in. It's unusual. I mean, have you ever heard of a garlic bread quiche? Mm, I have not. <laughs> so this is an Italian garlic bread quiche. And it's a great way to use up your garlic bread. And it makes a great quiche too, because a lot of quiche recipes do have bread in them. So basically what you're going to need, these are your ingredients that you're going to need. You're going to need cooking spray, six cups of garlic bread cubed, two cans of diced tomatoes undrained, which comes to around 28 ounces, one and a half cups of skim milk, 10 eggs, one fourth teaspoon black pepper, two teaspoons Italian seasoning, one that contains marjoram, oregano, thyme, rosemary, savory, basil, and sage. Because there are different ingredients in Italian seasoning. I mean, you can try other ones, but that's the one I used for this particular recipe. And one fourth cup diced onion, one third cup shredded cheddar cheese, one cup shredded mozzarella cheese, and one half cup pepperoni or one cup ham chunks works as well. And you're going to need a nine by 13 inch baking dish and a large bowl, a fork and a hand blender. And it makes about six to eight servings. And it's a great way to use leftover garlic bread up. It's indulgent and yummy. So here is how you make it. And again, I will put the recipe down in the podcast show notes so that you can easily reference that. Or you can get my book. I'll put the link down there too if you want to try my other quiche recipes. Beat the eggs with the milk with a fork in a large bowl. Add the black pepper and Italian seasonings to the egg and milk mixture. Blend them together with a hand blender to adequately mix. 
Then you're going to place the garlic bread cubes evenly in a 9 by 13 inch glass baking dish that you sprayed with olive oil cooking spray. I like the olive oil cooking spray because I like olive oil. It's better for you. Pour the egg mixture over the bread cubes in the dish and spread the cans of tomatoes undrained evenly across the dish. Sprinkle the diced onion across the top. Sprinkle the cheeses evenly across the top of the dish and then press the pepperoni into one half of the quiche with your fingers if you're doing half and half. Like again, this is one where I do a hybrid recipe where I do half meat and half vegetarian. And this works really well because the pepperonis don't move around. So you can keep the meat and vegetarian section separate. You got to keep them separated, right? What <laughs> I from that song. There's a song that has in it. You got to keep them separated. Okay. And then being serious again. So once you put all those ham or pepperoni pieces into half of your dish, you're going to cook the quiche at 400 degrees for 50 minutes. That's five zero minutes. And allow the quiche to sit for about 10 minutes, cut and serve. That's it. That's it. It's super easy, right? Super easy. That's one thing I like about quiches too. They're super easy. You can pile them. It isn't real putsy and it makes a full pan and my family will eat it. It was so funny when I was making this cookbook. It was like another quiche, another quiche, another quiche. And now I'm out of the quiche making mode. I've been making a lot of pasta salads. So now my family's getting tons of pasta salads. So <laughs> whatever I'm working on, they get a whole bunch of it. <laughs> and some of my other recipes in here, I'll probably read one more recipe in here. Hmm, I got to decide which one to do. Let's see. Some of my other recipes in here. Oh, yeah. I think I did a blog post or not a blog post, a uh, podcast episode on this. This was a bonus recipe. Pesto spread with Italian yogurt bread and salty Italian seasoning yogurt bread. That's what I have as a bonus extra one at the beginning of this book. Oh, it's so good. I'm pretty sure I did a podcast episode on this spread. Oh, it's so good. And the Italian seasoning yogurt bread. Let's see. Some of the quiches I have recipes in here. Jalapeno cream cheese quiche, spicy comfort food, baked hash brown casserole. Ooh, I think I should read that one because it's fall and it's a comfort food. I'm going to do that. And the Russian Swiss quiche, Hawaiian bread, spinach quiche. I like that idea too. Mega veggie quiche, garden fresh, garden fresh squash, bruschetta quiche. Kind of hard to say. Spinach and feta basil quiche, hybrid English muffin bread tofu and ham quiche, English muffin bread quiche, which is very similar to the other one, but slightly different. Tomato basil hybrid veggie and ham croissant crust quiche. Italian garlic bread quiche. I just read that one. And savory meatless sun-dried tomato and asparagus quiche. Hybrid veggie loaded sausage quiche. Cheesy mushroom crust veggie quiche. And three mushroom quiche. That is a very full mushroom quiche. If you like mushrooms, you'll like that. The people who don't like mushrooms aren't going to like that because there's a lot of mushrooms in it. And now the next section is air fryer quiches, recipes for two or fewer. Sometimes I've done this for myself for lunch. Quick Mexican air fryer quiche, air fryer yogurt quiche, and air fryer spinach quiche. So those are all like small and really it has to be small in an air fryer because it's a small unit, right? You're not going to be able to make a big thing. That's one of my beefs with it. I love the air fryer, but for five people, I would have to like cook several rounds of it to have enough for everybody. So it just doesn't work for some things. <laughs> We've done fish in there or my husband has done fish and we just do multiple rounds and we try to keep them warm. But it is a bit of a challenge when it's a small space like that. I saw recently, which was very intriguing, I saw an oven that had an air fryer mode. I'm like, oh, they're going to start making that. 
That is genius. I need that. <laughs> Not that I want to go out and buy a new oven. Oven. I have a double oven. Man, what an idea. People are, are very smart that they can create that. And what a great option. So if you're in the market for a new oven, check that out. You can get an oven that has an air fryer built into it. How great is that? Because mine's like a big egg. Like it's sitting on the counter and it's this big black egg unit. So it's giant. It takes up a lot of space and you got to clean it. And yeah, so I love this idea of it being built into an oven. So now I'm going to look for next time we need a new oven, which doesn't happen very often, right? You don't need a new oven very often. Okay. And then the other quick little recipes I have at the end here microwave quiches for one. Now, I often will do this for myself for lunch if I'm just making something for myself. Mini mug microwave quiche for one. It's super easy. And then the other one is mini microwave quiche for one with variations. So different things you add. So that's all the recipes in this book. (laughs) So if you think those sound yummy, you can get my book. I'm going to read the, what did I say? I was going to do the spicy comfort food baked hash brown casserole. Now, I hope I didn't already do this on the podcast. That's my worry. Like I didn't look through the whole thing. Ah, let's see. Where is that? That is on page. Instacart groceries delivered in as little as one hour. Free delivery on your first order, $35. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Free delivery on your very first order over $35. Following the link in the show notes lets Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Multiple stores available. Shop all of your favorites on a single order. The products you love from your local stores. Hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Don't we all want that? Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. Instacart picks the freshest produce and keeps your eggs safe too. Woohoo! Those are things I want. Try it out today. You will love it. Ten. So how's your fall going? I hope it's going good. We have a football game today. My son's last football game. And he got invited on the All-Star team, too, which is really fun. So he will have one more game, but this is the last regular season game. It's been really rainy and cold the last few days. He had a game on Thursday, too. And it was so cold and rainy. They did really well, though. They they unfortunately kind of obliterated the other team. It was 39 to 7. Oof. I'm glad they got the 7. You know, you hate it when the kids are playing and the other team gets a 0. I mean, that's actually happened to us on occasion But that just sucks, right? You don't want the other team to have a zero. You want to at least get something because that's just a drag. And these are kids and they want to they want to have fun and feel successful, too. So I hate seeing those zeros where one team has a zero. That's just especially when the other team is super high, like 39. So it's good they got their their one their one touchdown. He's in eighth grade and we've had some nasty teams we've played where People are not such good sports. They're mean-spirited. Even the coaches and the parents, like, ugh, I hate seeing that. I don't know if your kids play sports, but there's some nasty people out there. These are kids. They're having fun. Why do people have to ruin it with such toods, you know? And some of the smack those kids talk, whew, 
Wow. Pretty nasty. <laughs> but overall, it's been good experiences. But there are those nasty teams out there, right? If you have a kid in, in sports, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Minnesota nice kind of falls apart in those kind of situations, right? Okay, spicy comfort food, baked hash brown casserole. I do not think I have done this on the podcast. If I have and there's a repeat, I apologize. I should have looked through, but I didn't. But this is a really yummy one, so it's worth re-mentioning. And I love the, the comfort food aspect of this. And this is a really easy quiche to make. It's very hot dish-like, and it's like a casserole. It's very Midwestern, so hot dish culture of Minnesota. This fits right in. It's easy to make, and... It's a benefit of one meal where you have hash browns into the actual dish itself. So it's an easy cleanup. You have one dish and it's super yummy. I love the little bit of spice it has. And even my youngest, who is anti-spice, will eat this and isn't too upset about the the little bit of spiciness that it has. <laughs> He's our anti-spice kid. Okay, what are you going to need? A large bowl, frying pan, spatula, large spoon, a whisk, and a 9 by 13 inch baking dish, 24 ounces of frozen hash browns thawed, two cups shredded sharp cheddar cheddar cheese, 10 ounces of tomatoes with the chopped green chili peppers, undrained, two-thirds cup queso fresco cheese crumbled, four ounces can hot jalapenos. You could scale back there if you don't want to use the hot ones. One-fourth, oops, sorry, scratch that. That's a screw-up, screw-up. One-half teaspoon salt. One-fourth cup chopped onion, six eggs, one cup skim milk, one-fourth teaspoon ground thyme, one teaspoon coconut oil, and one and a half cups ground mild Italian sausage browned. Again, this is another hybrid recipe where you're going to get that vegetarian portion and you're going to get the meat portion. Okay, how do you make this puppy? Let's do it. Let's go. Are you ready? Let's do it. Thaw the 24 ounces of frozen hash browns by setting them out on the counter or leaving them overnight in the fridge. Important. I have never tried doing this with them frozen. I don't even know if it would work. So I've only done it with it thawed. So plan ahead. Pull those puppies out. Plop them on the counter. Shove them in your fridge. Give them some time to thaw. And then you're going to stir in the following ingredients into those thawed hash browns. The sharp cheddar cheese can undrained tomatoes with a chopped green chili peppers around here. I think those are like cans of Rotel. I'm sure there's a generic brand as well, but I love my cans of Rotel. I like to use them a lot. They're good with mozzarella or not mozzarella, Velveeta to make a queso. It's dang good. Okay, back on track. We also are going to add, so we've got our, which I just said, I'm going to repeat because I stuck that little extra in there. Tomatoes with chopped green chili peppers, the Rotel, the crumbled queso fresco cheese, can of hot jalapenos, salt, and diced onion. Just stir it all together. It's so easy, right? Stir, stir, stir. Mix it all up. And you're going to brown the sausage, drain as needed, and set aside. Grease your baking dish with coconut oil. And an easy way that I like to do that is just take the coconut oil on like a napkin or paper towel and just spread it all over that glass pan. Super easy. You could use a plastic bag too, like a Ziploc on your hand, but I just use a napkin usually. It works pretty well. And you just coat that all over. And so you're just going to plop that in there and you're going to pat the hash brown mixture into the greased pan. I use the back of a large spoon so it's level across the pan. Then in a separate bowl, whisk together your eggs, milk, and ground thyme and pour that eggs mixture over the potato mixture in the pan. Then you're going to take your browned Italian, ground Italian sausage to half the pan 
or a quarter or three-fourths, whatever you want to do. I usually do half, uh, usually because I'm the one who's eating leftovers often. So I tend to make a little bit more of the meatless side for myself because I'm the one eating most of the leftovers. My husband does too, but my kids are good leftover eaters. But if they're at school, I'm the one eating it for lunch. So once you do that, you can kind of stir the meat in a little bit so it's not all like just plopped on top, just like a spoon or whatever, and then just kind of pat it back down and then bake it at 400 degrees for an hour. Let cool for 10 minutes, cut and serve. I mean, this is a really super easy one, which I like too, because it's comfort food. You've got that cheesy potato combination, which is always to me comfort food. Hot dishes are comfort food. Great for fall, great for summer. And I've done it even for like Christmas morning or something, like when you want something really easy. And, you know, you could even do it ahead of time and just leave it in your fridge overnight and then just pop it in the oven in the morning and bake it. So I like how easy this one is. I mean, it's so easy. It's so simple, but yet it's good. And I love it, even though I don't have the sausage. I think it's good as a meatless one too. And my family likes the sausage in there. So I got both opinions there and everybody likes it, eats it. And it's a great leftover one too. So, you know, I just love the easy recipes that are also good. It's just, you know, I'm so busy. (laughs) It's hard to find time to do really elaborate things. Now, I love doing gourmet stuff and intricate stuff, but I just sometimes just do not have the time to do that. I need something that's good and easy, fast and quick, and I can make easily because I'm working till five, six o'clock at night, and then it's time for dinner or we have sports. So we're off and running. So I really enjoy the easy stuff. I get everybody likes all these amazing, intricate things and I think I'll, for this time in my life, when I'm super busy with my kids, I will leave that for the restaurant chef people. (laughs) And at home, I'm going to be doing other stuff. On occasion, I will on the weekends. Like I've tried making like spring rolls and putsy stuff, like filled, filled foods, like the wontons and stuff like that. Those are super fun. But for everyday stuff, I don't have time to be that putsy. I need some easy stuff. And maybe you're like me, maybe you're not, but it's so nice to have those easy comfort food recipes. Quiches are great because you flop everything together. You can have your veggies and your your meat, your eggs, your dairy, all in one dish. And so you're getting like, you know, all of the food groups in your one dish. And you can put stuff on the side like fruits or or bread, but you don't really need those extras because the quiche usually itself is enough. Quiches are fun. You can do so many different things with them too. That's why I wanted to create this book, this cookbook. And I just think it's Midwestern. It's hot dish-like. It's it's indicative of the way I've grown up cooking and eating food. Hot dishes are a thing here. So hey, I hope you enjoyed those two recipes. I will put them down in the podcast show notes so that you can easily access them and reference them. Again, that's one reason I like to do it because say you like a recipe and you want to go back to it. You may not want to listen to my voice droning on and on again to get to that recipe. So you can see it in the podcast show notes. That's why I put it there. Convenience for you. And I will mention other, bringing up convenience, I am an affiliate for, oops, yes, Inst- Instacart. I was going to forget the name. <laughs> so they have an amazing deal too. And you can 
You can check down the podcast show notes for that. But I love them because they are very convenient. Again, I'm talking about convenience, right? God, that's a common theme for me, apparently. But I got a lot going on. So it's so nice to have things delivered to your house. So if you're in a pickle and you need something, maybe you need a pickle. I don't know what you need, but they are a great option. So thank you so much for listening to this. And you can find me online. I am on Instagram as J-A-H-O-A-G-15. I know it should be Julie Hogue writer. Some way there ended up being Jahog15, J-A-H-O-A-G-15. So follow me on Instagram if you're you're there and you can see pictures of our new dog, Benny, <laughs> and pictures of me if you want to see what I look like. I have pictures of myself on there. I'm on Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter, Julie Ann Hogue on Twitter. I haven't been posting as much on Twitter. I've gone through a lot of changes. I don't know if you've been on Twitter, but now they're like called X whatever. <laughs> I still call it Twitter. Sorry, dude, Elon Musk. It's still Twitter to me and it always will be. <laughs> Let's see, where else am I? I am. I think I'm on Tumblr. I do have a Medium account, which I haven't been posting very much to. My website is juliehogwriter.com and I do have books on Amazon. I have the 40 ways to honor your mom after she's passed away. I have my YA cook, my YA romance, young adult romance which is called Hungry Hearts, which was published through Swoon Romance. And I have other contracts with them, but they really took a hit during COVID. So they've put everything kind of on hold. So I don't know when and if they're going to publish my other books. I have a contract with them, but we shall see. The contract, unfortunately, had a clause in there for anything world order disaster. They can put their, legally can put their contract on hold or abolish it. And I'm like, when I signed it at the time, I'm like, that's not going to happen. COVID happened. It happened, unfortunately. I never would have dreamt that that would happen. <laughs> but anyway, and then I have the One Dish, Two Diets Cookbook, which is a little bit longer cookbook. I think there's like 46 recipes in there. That one has a variety of different recipes in there. All of them are kind of easy and which is, you know, often my theme, something easy and good and works for both vegetarians and meat lovers. There's a few vegetarian only recipes in there, but most of them are some sort of hybrid or mix. And I have recipes on my website. I also have travel posts and things for kids and families, reviews of travel places, lots of different things. So and check out all of my other podcast episodes. Subscribe if you enjoy. And I'm going to be getting another interview coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. But the other interviews are there if you haven't listened to them. And I hope you enjoy. I hope you're enjoying my podcast. I sure am enjoying doing it. I'm also an audiobook narrator. So I do have the cookbook as an audiobook. Some people like to listen. So that's also an option for you on Amazon. So thank you so much. The cookbook One Dish Two Diets is also available as paperback, ebook, hardcover, and audiobook. So check all those out if you would like to get more of me. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing weekend and I love chatting with you. So thanks for joining in. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Love you.